provide the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River. It is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. This ain't a boy radio kill. It's the next generation podcast. his time but there are a lot more rocks being dropped into the pond it's e- it's not as easy to get noticed and i need to clarify this too not the black label society zach wire because yeah. he has his own uh, style his own writing technique on there mm-hmm. and i am not that big of a fan of it yeah yeah the black label society is it is a collaborative effort so he's writing to fit the whole band, not just writing yeah, for he has, himself. He has this like fucking um, what would you call it? Like uh, Leonard Skinner meets uh, Randy Rhodes, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Leonard Skinner meets I don't know. Uh, name a really good guitarist, a uh, rock metal guitarist. Uh, uh, let's see, who was that guy for the Scorpions? Oh, uh, um, Rudolf Schenkner and uh, uh, the other guy. Uh, Red Beach. No, that was White Snake. Red Beach. No, Red and, Beach uh, was a winger. He was in White Snake a bit too. Was he really? Yeah. Oh. And I saw Red Beach credited on some Alice Cooper albums. I knew he was on Alice Cooper, and but I didn't know. the no other idea. guy that White Snake had? Um, Vivian Campbell now. Yeah, Vivian yeah. Campbell. That's what I'm thinking of. But anyway, but but yeah, and just, he's back in Def Leppard now. Mm-hmm. But he was with White Snake too. Yeah. And, oh, he is also in. Uh, uh, um, jailbreak, Thin Lizzy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine some of these uh, bands from the '70s, like Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. Um, picture a band that was good, had a good career, but if they'd had like a an amazing guitar player, would have just been out of this world. Well, I and mean, Leonard your idea Skinner of Leonard Skinner like, with four a, guitarists sometimes. Yeah. It, and the thing is, is it kind of reminds me of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. He has three guitarists, and you can't fucking hear one of them. Yeah. Who and else then, is left? The Outlaws. They the Outlaws, had three yeah. guitars and two drummers on stage. It's like, that's just background and sound. And did they have uh, the Outlaws? Who did they have? Uh, they did one of their premier guitarists. I'm blanking on all their names. Was it Joe Wall? No, it wasn't Joe Wall. The Outlaws were more of a country country rock kind of... Yeah, they had one main guitarist that was really good, and the other ones kind of followed him. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I, I'm not going to remember. So now I'm, in my mind, I'm singing, Green grass and high tides forever. <laughs> that is such an awesome song. It is. There was a local yeah. musician that would do that song, if you asked him nicely uh-huh. enough. He would do the whole song on with just him and acoustic guitar. Uh-huh. The whole song. It was like a 12-minute song. It was pretty yeah. awesome. No, I, I tell you what, that song, when you hear it, it's put together so well. Yeah. It yeah. is It is just a dynamite. It's a it's a boot kicker. Yeah. And then the, the guitar jam kicks in and it goes yeah. on. But it's not like it's not like Freebird. I mean, Freebird's got its own style. It's very slow and then it rocks way out. Uh, green grass and high tides is pretty much the same. A lot of people are going to hate me over this statement, but Freebird is overrated. It really is. It has yeah. been and always will be. Yeah, it was really good for its time, but it, seriously, it hasn't stood up well. No, and it's then, not that good a song. The imitation song that came out right after. Remember the band? Uh, uh, what were they called? Was it Blackhawk? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They had the, yeah. the song called Highway Song. Highway Song. Yeah. And. 
I heard it the other day, and structurally, it is copied now, did directly you hear it on from regular radio. Or yes. Did you hear it on? Okay. No, no streaming service. On streaming service. service. Okay. Uh, structurally, copied directly from um, Freebird. Yes. Um, the break in the middle of the long guitar jam at the end, just mm-hmm. like Freebird. Uh, the long, mournful, you know, slow intro, just like Freebird. It's like, oh my God, this is such a wannabe song. It's an embarrassment that they released that. But it made the money in the short term. But for me, looking back as you know, someone who loves music, I think that that, that song was a really big mistake. It was just I would agree. blatantly copying Freebird. Uh, bad career move, in my opinion. I, I would agree. Yeah. What are some other bands that had excessive number of guitar players? Molly Hatchet? Yeah, yeah. Well, hell, Alice has three guitar players on stage. And, and when, actually, they don't always play either. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I saw 10CC once, and they had two drummers on stage. But for the most part, Aren't one they, in would, English, they were an English band. Yeah. I remember they had a bloody tourist. Yeah, and people were outraged that they were like saying they were going to kill tourists, but it meant fucking tourists. Yeah, because they're English, bloody tourists. Yeah, but nobody knew that. Yeah, they're just like, what are they saying? They're ready to be offended. But yeah. when they when they did their show, I saw them at the Uptown for the bloody tourist tour, and their opening act had failed to show, so they came out about a half hour late from when the opening act should have been but it was still about a half hour early from for what they are and they played i think every song they had recorded up to that point because there wasn't a single one i rem- that i didn't hear and when they had both drummers on stage sometimes both would be playing the drums but for the most part one would be on the trap kit and the other would be doing percussion which worked out really well because a lot of their songs have a lot of percussion and extraneous noises and sound effects and cool stuff. Um, they managed to not clutter up the sound too much, you know, with all those musicians. Um, and sometimes it's a bad mix, true. But but seriously, if you're if you're packing like nine or ten people on the stage, uh, you know, a lot of them better be playing the same part, or it's not going to sound very good. <laughs> True. Yeah. Like you get a big band up there and they have a whole great big brass section and the, you know, a bunch of trombones and you know, they're all playing the same part. So you're getting the full volume of, you know, all these horns belting out the same same part. But if they're all up there freestyling, that would be like, you know, a cat fight in a large bag. It would just be nasty. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little silent there because I was posting my new Todd McFarlane Aussie shirt while podcasting. Just posted it. Pretty proud of my shirt there. Love yeah. it. So, uh, okay. Anyhow. Uh, okay. Well, we got on the music subject. Uh, no big surprise. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> we were on odd questions. That's what spawned this whole thing. So, and I said Spawn, yeah, and, uh, you know, right after I said Tom McFarlane, yes, I did. So, anyhow, Spawn. Okay, do you think humans are less disciplined than animals, and why? Mm. This is a complex question, if you think about it. Yeah, it really is. I'm going to try to just say in general terms, I think... I think human beings as a whole are less disciplined and have less self-control than the majority of the animals out there. 
I think you're right if you look to yeah. the purpose and what we're here supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's because humans figure they can get away with it, whereas most other animals on this planet think it ain't worth the risk. Exactly. Where humans have this uh, ego. Yeah. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. And what are they going to do about it? Uh-huh. Where animals are like, mm, nah, probably not. It's like a human being will go up in an airplane and jump out with a, with a parachute strapped to the back. Where an animal's like, no, nope, no thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's not, because, it's not because the animal doesn't understand. It's because the animal doesn't think that's a worthwhile risk. Exactly. An animal's like, well, what purpose is that going to do yeah. for me right here? Yeah. Where, where a human's like, oh, that's going to give me like 10 seconds of glory. Yeah. I'm going to do that. See, the human's going to do it because it feels good, and then later when they're trying to get a boner, they're going to remember that feeling, and that's going to help them have sex. Exactly. The animal's like, why the fuck am I jumping out of an airplane with a parachute on? This does nothing for me. Whose fucking idea is this? No kidding. Get him out of here. Yeah. So humans will risk a lot for very, very stupid reasons because they can talk themselves into it. You're right. The rest of the animals on this planet, they don't even go there. True. Yeah. That's going to be my point. Um, have you ever tried giggling for no obvious reason? Yes, I think I did try that. It was just a miserable failure. Me too. There's just no way I can fake. It, it, no, I just I can't I can't sound authentic if I don't really feel the humor. In it. Yeah. I agree. There are actors out there who can do that. They can cry on cue, or they can giggle, or they can shriek, or. Yeah, I can't do it. If I'm not feeling it, I... I no, the same here. I can't fake it either. It's just like, nah, it just ain't working, so just, you know. <laughs> um, do you like people who give advice and sermons too often? No. Me neither. No. Preachy. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear about how you overcame nothing. I There's, mean, unless it's really something like cancer or like a real story, yeah. I don't want to hear it. And for the most part, if you can make your point and your message briefly, that's okay every once in a while. But, but if you go into these, these tirades, yeah. yeah. In that case, rent a hall. I lost 150 pounds. There's no reason you can't. In that case, rent a hall and sell tickets so yeah. people can tell you whether or not they want to listen to you. Exactly. But just to weigh land and you be force your way Robbins, into their consciousness. Fine. Yeah, that's you're stealing part of my life away from yeah, me. Yeah, so how many people, you know, are going to buy a ticket because you want to be the new, the new Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. you know? It's just, yeah, it's like either be a success at it and then maybe I'll go buy one, but if not, I don't want to hear about your own personal whatever and whatever you think you yeah. are. And I, I can see that aspect in myself. There are things that I think I have the inside scoop on and my way is the correct and everybody else needs to learn this from me. I try to temper that with realizing that everything that's going on inside my head is my opinion. It's not that's scientific true. fact. It's my opinion. Yeah. And why am I going to inflict my opinion on anyone else? And this podcast is a perfect example. Y'all can turn it off. You know? And I'm sure they do. We're not forcing <laughs> it on anybody. Well, except down in Guantanamo Bay, they're using it. In, you know, they're forcing their prisoners to listen to us. Which we're all for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, just yeah, ruin them, ruin them. Hey, if they're making the prisoners listen, the guards have to listen too. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, the guards have earplugs. I've, I've been I've been <laughs> told that. Yeah. They, yeah. As a matter of fact, they won't let them start without earplugs. They're yeah. like, look, we're going to be playing this thing called Two Douchebags in a Microphone Podcast. Yeah. And 
believe me. You don't want to hear one second yet. of it. No. Yeah. So here's these really uh, noise canceling earplugs. <laughs> you can't unbreak the plate, folks. Yeah, this is only to ruin the prisoners. <laughs> so, okay, what is your uh, instant reaction if you uh, mess something up in front of others? Say, like a restaurant. Uh, I try to be casual about it. Um, when I was delivering mail and I would like slip, fall down, or drop something, it would just it would piss me off because I yeah, knew people were looking if you at have an me. Audience. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, look at goofball. It's <laughs> like, oh great, I know this is probably going to be on YouTube later. Yeah, but <laughs> but you know if I'm just like right here, I just a minute ago I dropped my coffee cup. It was no big deal. I'm not embarrassed yeah. by it. You know, if I stood up and belched or farted really loudly, it's like. Sorry. Yeah. But it's it's having the ability to really not care whether the people around you like you and approve of you. I agree. Yeah. You know, there are certain people that I want their approval and I want them to like me. But the vast majority of people I just want to believe me alone. I got to be like that too. It's like look man, maybe because I mess this up, people will stay the fuck away from me. Mm -hmm. Even better. Yeah. Um what are a few things that you will never buy? Yesterday's Technology Today Podcast. Oh. This ain't the same 20 songs. This isn't the canned bullshit. This isn't the fake fucking laughter. This is podcast, and this is the way radio's going, boys. Stay tuned and strap on. Well, I the don't Stark. think... Yeah, definitely the Casey Star. Uh... A lottery ticket because I just I don't gamble. It's you know people talk about oh we'll just try it. you could win blah blah. It's like yeah to me buying a lottery ticket sounds about as much fun as sticking a pen in my eye. It's like no. So why would you buy it? Yeah, it's like it's fun for you, but it's not fun for me. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. I can't see myself ever intentionally gambling on anything ever. It's just not something I do because I get zero enjoyment or satisfaction out of it. So why would I do it? Yeah. I don't see myself ever buying another motorcycle because it's just too dangerous. Uh, well, if, if I were diagnosed, you know, if I were told I had like three months left to live, I might buy another motorcycle because I would have so little to lose at that point. But, yeah, unless I've got an imminent death date, I'm not buying a motorcycle. I had way too many close calls on the... <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. I will no longer buy a, uh, a put-together shed from Amazon. Oh. That's one of those things you get burned once. Oh, fuck yeah. Yep. yeah. Never again. Hmm. They sent me two with the same side. <laughs> oh, I was so fucking snapping mad. Oh. Oh. Lord. If I would have caught someone that had anything to do with Amazon at that time, I would have shoved that whole shit up their ass. Mm. Oh, and then returning it, they tried saying, well, it's the same thing. I'm like, no, it isn't. One has a left turn, one has a right turn. It cannot work. Yeah. Well, can you turn it inside out? No. One side is green and the other side is indoor plastic. So, yeah. yeah. I, the proper response to those questions is, I shouldn't have to. Yeah, and I ended up saying that. Yeah. I go, look, I bought this 
to be a certain way and it's not. Yeah. So the I, answer I bought on your everything product. is it's not, no. Yeah. I bought your product. It's not right. Make it right. It's not my responsibility to jump through a bunch of hoops to make it right. You make it right. Well, I think I told the lady uh, that was kind of a little bit bickering with me about it. Like, yeah. can't you use it and all that stuff? Is I said, okay, <laughs> you bought a bag of Starbucks coffee, right? Someone sent you guava seeds. Oh, make that work. Yeah. Uh, no, it's no. not what I ordered. No. no. Uh, anyhow. Yeah. Somebody told her to try to make the customer back down and just. Well, I finally got. told her, I said, yeah. is there someone else I can talk to? Mm. Okay, I'll, uh, okay, here, I'll process your refund. All you got to do is wait for the box to show up and then put it back. Yeah. And then she said, well, you got to take it somewhere. I go, no, it's too heavy. Someone's got to come get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that, sir. <laughs> so she's trying to bully you into doing part of their job for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It was like, no, I'm not going to take this down to the UPS store. I said, number one, it's not going to fit in my car or in my truck anyhow. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fit in the Jeep. It's just a little bit too wide. So, anyhow, so they had to come get it. Anyhow. But never again. Never buy one of them again from uh, Amazon. Yeah. Wow. Are you proud of your cultural heritage and traditions? Wow. Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. Same here. <laughs> well, let's start this way. I ha- I'm half German, mm-hmm. okay? The German people have a lot to be really sorry for. <laughs> the German people have a lot to really say to the rest of the world, wow, our bad. Yeah. Oops. What were we thinking? Oops. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, my German side is uh, it's like there's a lot to admire about German people and German culture, mm-hmm. but... It's when you get more than like five or six of us together in a place, we just start trying to invade other invade other countries. Yeah, it's which German. is kind of fun. But yeah, 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 but it only gets you so far. So, so yeah. as as a German American person, I would say don't don't let Germans gather in groups of more than about five. I would agree. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we can't be trusted. Yep. Now the other half of me is uh, Scottish and Welsh and. A little bit of Irish, etc. It's pretty much everybody who is fighting each other in the movie Braveheart. Uh-huh. That's my that's my mother's side of the family. So uh, for the most part, you know, the Scottish people, they were the oppressed. They were fighting back. The Welsh part, they were the more in charge and the royalty, and they were just horrible pieces of shit. Yeah. So and they deserved to be, you know, overthrown and sent to the guillotine. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's plenty to not be proud of on uh, all all branches of my family tree, but over overall, it's kind of like, eh, it's kind of fun. I've got a lot of Scottish barbarians in my family tree. Family tree. No, I do too with yeah. the Wallace side. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, on my side it was uh, Campbell. Oh, Campbell. Okay. Yeah, my yep. grandmother was Mary Frances Campbell. Oh wow. And uh, the Camel Clan was, was pretty uh, no- notorious. <laughs> They're not not just Scotland. known for soup. No, no, they were uh, they were known for being assholes. Well, <laughs> murderous assholes. <laughs> I, I can, can kind of look at mine like this: the Greek side, the predominant side of mine. Yeah, I'm both proud and not so proud about. I can't and, think of much bad in Greek history. You know? No, no, no. They had a lot. They have a lot to be proud for. The alphabet, uh, modern civilization, mathematics, mathematics. But then yeah. again, when it comes to stupid uh, 
what would you call it, superstitions and traditions, I'm not real uh, proud of those. Yeah. They have a very odd way of, uh, of doing things, and they won't deviate from it, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah. in modern day. Now, Greek so, mythology I really enjoy. That was very oh, That's good. kind of fun. I loved reading about that at school. Yeah. Some of the stuff that they came up with, I want to know if they were on something or not. <laughs> It makes you wonder. <laughs> but, I mean, actually, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of there, yes. But there's some stuff that makes me cringe, too. Yeah. So, you know, we'll like, well, there. here's a good for instance. Yeah. They don't believe in uh, in uh, um, cremating. Hmm. So what their answer is, uh, since they don't have very much land there, is is a... Very, yeah, and then they dig you back up on your bones and they throw you in a pile and let you dissolve because they don't have that much space. <laughs> but we need the grave space. Yeah, yeah. You've been in there a few years. Get yeah, out. Look, you got to decompose. <laughs> this guy needs to now. You got wow. your decompose. <laughs> yeah. I'd never heard of that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I asked my mom, I go, well, don't they just start burning them up? Oh, they don't do that. It's like killing your soul or something. I don't know. But letting your bones dissolve in the That's open okay. air. That's okay. Just throw them over in open air. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I guess Greeks would be really upset if someone died in a fire because that destroys your soul? That's true, I guess. Well, I don't know. I'm taking it upon myself because yeah. I never got an official answer. Yeah. Because and, any of the elder statesmen that I asked didn't really know why. And there's uh, probably not a cons- not a lot of consistency anyway. There usually isn't in something that's you know several hundred, let alone several thousand years old yeah. in cultural yeah, you know, it's, so it's just the way it is. Yeah, and no yeah. one questions it. Contradictions so creep in, and if you if you want to get nitpicky about everything, then you're going to spend all your time doing that instead of enjoying the culture. Exactly. You know? so, but you said that this. Uh, no, no, just uh, just you know, enjoy. Yeah. You know? Look, <laughs> drink I mean, it in, <laughs> and it's not something that they overthink either. It's just a yeah. solid no. Yeah. You know, you can view it however, but on them it's just oh, we don't do that. Yeah, it kind of reaches a point where everyone's got a, just kind of a general feeling of, you know, this is how we do it, and that's not how we do it. Yeah. And they don't have to get all specific and nitpicky about it. Yeah, I like that word. That's the second time I've used it. Nitpicky. Nit- nitpicky. I kind of like that, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and then the Scottish Welsh, Welsh part, because mm-hmm. uh, Wallace is Scottish and Welsh both. It yeah. could be used in either one, which they're closely related, ain't yeah. But same thing with you. My, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. That's exactly it. You know, the, the warrior part and always being oppressed and fighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's something to be pretty proud of. But then the Welsh part and so that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. The, Welsh, so, the Welsh part of my family was Hughes. And uh, my grandfather, John Hughes, it was interesting. He was 100% Welsh, uh-huh. which is the, uh, the southern part of the main island of Great Britain. Uh-huh. Uh, Scotland is on the northern part of that island. Um, but this in the southern part in Wales, um, it's like you know the current British royalty. They're like you know Prince so and so of Wales and so and so of Windsor. That's all oh, southern areas. And, of and England. let me correct this too because I'm not just talking about the name Wallace. I'm talking about the other names involved. Yeah. In there too is Welsh, not Wallace. I'm yeah. talking about some other names. Right. But anyhow, go ahead. Um, so if anyone's like, well, well, Wallace has got it. Yes, but I'm talking about some other parts of my family yeah. that I know of. Yeah. Anyhow, go ahead. Um, but the interesting thing about my grandfather was, uh, you know, he liked to be outdoors, so he was fairly tanned most of his life. But his physical characteristics, he could easily pass and blend in um, 
in Mexico because he and my grandmother traveled to Mexico a lot. And when they were there, uh, they would speak uh, um, Spanish as much as possible, or it'd be more it'd be it'd be more accurate to say they would speak Mexican because the the language they speak in Mexico and, and the that. language they speak in Spain are quite different. A the lot way different. the way the language we have in America and the language they speak in England are quite different. You know, there's that there's that kind of difference. So anyway, they could he could blend in in Mexico, and most people would think he lived there. He was he was just you know a native. Yeah. And yeah. and then but then when he would be um, say they'd go to the desert southwest, he could be mistaken as a Native American. Mm-hmm. And then they lived in Florida, um, and he got mistaken as a Cuban. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this guy is, I mean, he's completely European white. But the Welsh people had a more, you know, compact, he had kind of a compact, dark look about him. His hair was really dark. And it was just interesting that, and it, it brought it up that people will tend to look at other people and make a snap judgment with the ethnicity they are. Oh, yeah. I remember, you have no um, clue. You in, really don't. In Miami, I got bitched out, and I had no idea because I didn't know Spanish, because mm-hmm. the lady thought I would not um, acknowledge the Spanish culture. Yeah, she thought Spanish. you were Hispanic yeah. and were yeah. refusing to acknowledge. And she's like yelling at me on this bus. It's like, lady, I'm Greek. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what to talk yeah. about. I finally yeah. looked at my friend Christina. I go, what the fuck uh-huh. was that about? Oh, she thinks you're Spanish. She thinks you're snubbing the culture. And you know that that guy you see walking by, and you just like it's like, oh, there's just another white guy walking by. Well, his mother might be black. You have no clue. It's not an automatic that you look like a half and half of your parents. It really isn't. So to think that you can look at a person and know all these things about them—that's just that's just kind of. I know someone that fits that bill exactly. I know him pretty well, and anyhow, his mom is Mm hundred percent African American. And you cannot tell by him at all. He is as white as they get. And, and it's I just mean, genetic he, variation. Yeah, so. he has no traits at all Yeah, that, that would indicate that. And, uh, yeah. And I've seen people hang themselves that way online as, uh, because cultural appropriation is a, is a big deal. And, uh, like, my sons are into the anime and Japanese culture kind oh, of yeah. thing. And there will be people who are Japanese by birth, by ethnicity, by whatever, but they don't really look all that Asian. Yeah. And other people who are like white as white will jump on their ass and say, how do you know you're white? You don't know anything about it. And they're like, are you kidding me? What do you know about me? Exactly. And actors who get upset, like there was that actor recently who was pissed off that a, a character who was written as half uh, white, half Hispanic, was being played by a white actor. And he got all pissed off about that. He said, no, they should be played by a Hispanic actor. And I thought, let's do a a 23andMe DNA search on this actor. I bet you're going to find some Hispanic people in his family history. How much is enough that he gets to play that role, and and how much isn't enough? Wasn't that phony outrage, actually? Actually, yeah. It is stupid. It's like, because yeah. then you say, okay, straight characters can't be played by gay actors. Well, that's, that's stupid. That's called acting. Yeah. And the best acting is, is people uh-huh. that have nothing to do with that. Yeah. That are uh, that are portraying that. Yeah. You know? 
Who was it? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow portrayed Bob Dylan in the documentary. Oh, yeah. And that was just fine because she was portraying a part of Bob Dylan that had nothing to do with his exactly. gender. Exactly, yeah. It was just a story. Yeah. that was. Yeah. She was playing a part of his personality. She was being an actor. You see, she got it. I yeah. like that because she got it. So. Yeah, but, but say, okay, if the character's this, then the actor has to be that, too. What a boring, you don't get the what whole... a boring world, right? Yeah. Like, well, you have to be this to be okay. to have anything to do with it. No. So now we're going to have to sign disclosure agreements. Exactly. Here's my full ethnic identity, my first se- full sexual identity, yeah. so here are the characters I'm allowed to play on television. Yeah. Bullshit. And, and then that it's wouldn't just, be acting anymore. You'd no. just be showing your own life story. Or what it is is an insecure actor trying to use his ethnicity to secure jobs. Exactly. It's like, no, you don't get to have the jobs portraying people like me. Yeah. But I still want jobs portraying people like you. Yeah. ourselves two douchebags and a microphone i'm mark i'm christopher so we were on the subject of weird questions we got a couple more and then christopher has an interesting subject that i like yep very well so we'll get into that afterwards okay why are hot dogs named such wow that's a good question i mean let's ask google bitch yeah let's see if she knows. take the easy way out but yeah. uh, let's see hot dog well, hot I can see because they're usually served cooked and warm. Why are hot dogs named hot dogs? There is also hot as spicy. Um, a joke about the long, long, thin dogs like dachshunds. Yeah, so wiener dogs and so... The hot dog looked like a wiener dog, a dachshund, so the two yeah. of them just started being associated with the other. Yep, there you go. Interesting. Okay. And in case anyone couldn't hear her, the German immigrants uh, brought not just sausages, but also dachshunds, which when they came into the United States, they were named hot dog, possibly again as a joke about their thin, long, and small dogs. In fact, the Germans called their dish dachshund sausages or little dog, thus connecting the term dog with the okay. hot dog. So, okay, very, very intentional connection between the two. There you go. And like I said, I got my headphones on, so I couldn't tell if Google Bitch was uh, clear enough or not. Not really. I, don't think yeah, I, I didn't think she all. was either, yeah. so anyhow. All right, so there you go. We got that answered. Uh, hey, could we call her Google Twat now that we've discovered her oh, Twat you know came what? from? we can. Yeah. We can, okay. Hang on, let me see. Google Twat. Google bitch, can we call you Google twat? (laughs) (laughs) 
No. Nope, she's got nothing. She's gonna ignore you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a song uh, uh, by a band I like. The band is Monster Magnet. The song is called Mindfucker. No, I love that song. And it was so cool when I could say, "Hey Alexa, play Mindfucker," and she said, "Okay, playing Mindfucker." And she did that once. The next time I asked for it, she said, okay, playing your song. Really? Yeah. She, they censored Alexa. She can't even say the title so, of the song so if it's So what you asked went offensive. to a general bank and they listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucked. See, everything that you speak into your phone... I know uh, they it, to nothing it. is handled locally. Because if you don't right have now, a, if you don't have an internet or phone connection, speaking in your phone does nothing because your phone just sends it somewhere else to get analyzed and thought about and responded to, and then well, your phone brings like, you uh, back a response. In my old job, I used to wait for someone to ask something uh, for Google. Yeah. And, you know the uh, the voice. I go, "Hey Google," and I run up behind him and go, "Gay midget porn." Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to get all these advertisements for gay midget porn. Absolutely. Or come up behind somebody and then say something about the their exact opposite party affiliation that they like. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll make them madder than gay midget porn. You know what? I'll do that next time. <laughs> so, uh, describe your weird smell that you would never wish to sniff again. Oh, I've got gosh. a definite answer on this one. Mm, okay. Well, let's see. It's going to be... Uh, there was a, a dead cow that was out in the field. Uh, for a while, while I was in high school, my mom had moved us out to Raymore, uh, Raymore, Missouri. And this was back when Raymore had like two stoplights and uh, not all that many paved roads. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking a long time ago. I mean, it's a mega megalopolis now, but. Uh, we were on a house that was surrounded on three sides by uh, horse and farm pasture. And somebody had shot and killed a cow to the north of our house. Uh, apparently it was deer season and somebody was just being stupid. Oh, that's why. And shot his cow. Now, if you call within three days, you can pay a smaller fee and have uh, the county or whoever come take the animal carcass and get rid of it. But the guy who owned the cow was too cheap for that. He just let it sit and rot. And all winter, anytime the wind would blow from the north, which it usually does in winter, (laughs) the whole house would smell like rotting cow. And it was just the most horrible thing. My mom's dog would go out into the pasture and and pull out like an old leg bone or a rib or something and bring it home and be chewing on it on the front porch. Stray dogs would come and roll in it. It's like, oh, it was the most horrifying thing. Oh. The next, the next summer on four, around Fourth of July, there was still enough of it left that some friends and I went through firecrackers at it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it still smelled awful. Oh. <laughs> so there's the dead cow is the oh. smell I never want to smell again. Mine was dead dog, and um, oh, pretty much yeah. the same reason though. Mm. Um, I, I ended up in a ditch. Actually, a friend of mine was driving, and he drove my car into a ditch accidentally. Uh. And I was getting down my side. as a really deep ditch, and I felt my foot go through something. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was a dead dog that oh, someone threw in that awful. ditch. Oh, and I could not get that smell off of my shoe. No. I ended up having to throw it away. Oh, yeah, and I can see fact, that. And a matter of fact, the trash bag that it was in had to go outside, and you could still smell it. Oh. Oh, oh that's just... So it was the same thing, pretty much, yeah. Mm. Wow. Yep. Bad smells. Okay. 
Sorry okay. to all the people around us that are eating. <laughs> what 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 is the weirdest thing that a neighbor has done in your front door? Oh, I guess I've lived a boring life because I'm trying to. I can't really think of anything weird that a neighbor has done on our front door. I'm gonna have to pass on that. Okay, I got one. All right. Well, I racked this friend of mine. Mm. He come over. He pissed all over our front door. <laughs> he was like, "Watch this." Watch this. Was this before ring doorbell cameras? Yes, it okay. was. Okay. <laughs> this is 80s, early 80s probably. You, I fucking opened Nowadays the door. you can put the video online and shame somebody about the uh, length and girth. But Oh. Two douchebags and microphone.net. You're one stop for douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe Lord. button. Yeah, yeah, anyhow. Open up a door and he's pissing all over it. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, remember when you hit me in the balls? <laughs> yeah, well, here Nothing. you go. You know, a lot of times the best revenge does involve bodily, bodily fluids and secretions. Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great revenge for me. Great revenge for me. Again, apologize to everybody around us who's eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how would you react if you saw a huge crocodile at your front door? Yikes. That would be pretty unexpected. I guess some folks down in Florida are probably having that problem nowadays. But, oh, yeah, uh, with the Sharknado stuff. And yeah, all that. yeah. So, yeah, if I think if there was a crocodile at my front door... Damn, I wouldn't even go out the back door. I'd, no, I'd no, call I'd somebody. Like, yeah, yeah yep. crocodiles are hard to hard to dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're hard to order around. Yeah. You get out of my yard. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> crocodiles been around for millions of years. Can listening. we uh, can we negotiate? Yeah. Okay, forget it. <laughs> Just don't so. call them an alligator. They might they don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, uh, they feel pigeonholed when you call them an alligator. They're like, look, we're similar, but we're not the same. Yeah. So come on, guy, come on. Can you please refrain from calling us alligators? It hurts our feelings. There was a, a year back in the '90s where in uh, Florida, University of Florida, they're called the Gators. The, their their team. Uh huh. They put a photograph of a crocodile on the cover of their pamphlet instead of an alligator. Because whoever was making the pamphlet thought they were the same thing. <laughs> so here are the Florida Gators with a crocodile on the cover of their. <laughs> oh my God! And I bet they were they like they got roasted big time. And there was a university in Montana, I think, uh -huh. that was showing you know inside their brochure was scenes from the campus. It was from a campus of a different school in Rhode Island. Uh -huh. They had stolen the photographs and were using it for their push. <laughs> oh, that's funnier now. <laughs> that's oh, pretty awful. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you don't know the difference between a crocodile and an alligator and you make a mistake. Yeah. But to go steal photographs of somebody else's college campus and try to pass it off as your own. Pass it off as <laughs> <laughs> that's actually funny. Oh, talk about 
the ultimate in phoning in your job. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Uh, well, right. if you're not tired about, uh, oh, hang on a second. Christopher has a interesting little subject here. Yeah. Um, this this what got me started thinking about this was people losing their mind about the Little Mermaid and how the Little Mermaid is not supposed to be one color over another color or something yeah. like that, which is you know the height of stupidity to get all obsessed about a Little Mermaid. Um, but it got me thinking about. There have been some redos and reboots of television shows. Uh, One Day at a Time was a popular show in the mid-70s about uh, a single mom and her two daughters and the building they lived in in Indianapolis and everybody is white and everybody was heterosexual. So they've redone that with a more diverse cast, more diverse writing. Yeah, probably so. Um, But that got me thinking there's a lot of TV shows that came out in the 70s and 80s, even in the 90s, that were just whiter than white. Yeah. And everybody was hetero. Yep. And it's like, you miss so many storylines, one one thing. And number two, it's just, how is that anything like reality? Yeah. You know, there's, if, if I'm watching a show and I know it's not reality, then I can, you know, go along with the fakeness of dragons or ogres or whatever. But if you're showing me New York City in the in the '90s and everybody on the show is white and straight, I don't buy it. That's not well, New York. I agree. That I ain't agree. New York. <laughs> so anyway, I started coming up with some shows that we need to have a reboot, and they need to have a more more uh, ethnically and culturally diverse cast, and they need to have a lot more variation on uh, sexual preference, sexual identity. You know, just make it more like real life. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the very first one on the list is Friends. Talk about the most absolutely bleached white TV show. <laughs> Friends existed to rehabilitate the image of New York City and to bring back their tourism. So they had young white people being wildly successful with nothing jobs. Everybody had amazing dating lives. Well, actually, later on, they did amend that a little bit. Yeah. Two of them were really poor and couldn't afford what the other two could do. Yeah. And they always made it a constant struggle. Yeah. Because the, uh, the two that were poor uh-huh. would never be able to do the stuff that the ones that were successful were. And yeah. they kind of made that a storyline for a while. Yeah. And, you know, they did, they did in, a, in a slight nod to diversity, they threw in a couple of Jewish characters. Ross yeah, they did. And, That's right. Uh, Monica. Brother yeah. and sister were, yeah. were Jewish, but you know New York City. People expect to find Jewish characters in a show about New York City. Yeah, that would not be so far fetched. Yeah. But think about this: a woman of color on that show was never a main character. In fact, the no. only two that had anything like consistent screen time and dialogue both dated Ross. Yeah, that's right. There was uh, the woman who went on to Whose Line Is It Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, she was Ross's girlfriend and then Joey's girl. No, Joey's girlfriend, then Ross's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, she and was then, a really intelligent one, right? And then yeah, she, she was a Joey, geologist. She was bored as fuck. She, no, she was, she was uh, a co-worker of Ross, a, a, a colleague of Ross's. That's right. And so they had a lot more in common. It's just she wound up going back to her old boyfriend played by yet another white guy. <laughs> That's right. 
And that's how a shirt. And then the other woman of color who had any kind of time on the show was uh, the character Julie, who was uh, an American but of Chinese ancestry that Ross yes. met over in China at an archaeological dig, etc. So the only two women of color on that show also, were subservient to Ross. I'll go a step further. Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. real life is Greek. But you know, for most of the world, Greek is considered white. No, I know. They don't consider like that said, any kind of separate ethnicity. It's, I it's say, like, I'm, I'm seasonal white. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a friend of mine uh, at the post office tried uh-huh. to file that he was discriminated against getting a promotion because he's Portuguese. Uh-huh. And the EEOC said Portuguese isn't recognized. You know, no, us, I, just I know, white I know that's why yeah. they do it. They're like, hey, so, they yeah. nothing to do with anything. But yeah, that's so, so Friends was just, uh, and Lisa Kudrow has come out recently publicly uh, criticizing the show creators and producers and saying um, not only um, was it so ridiculously monotone back then but the people running the show had absolutely no clue how to include characters you know like that happens? in the show they have a they have a reboot and they replace your character with them <laughs> <Yeah>. with <someone. laughs> they said okay like, hey we'll just give me what you want here's my oh, next oh. next show cheers and it's spin-off Frasier oh god white 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 there wasn't a single gay character anywhere on those shows, even though Niles, some of the actors were. Okay. <laughs> Niles was supposedly in love with Daphne, was it? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I, I think everybody questioned that. Yeah, the actor himself, David Hyde Pierce, is gay. He is gay, yeah. And he intentionally played the character as effeminate, fussy... You know, exactly. someone that your average woman it. wouldn't look at and say there's a strong masculine guy. You okay. know, he played. He intentionally was playing the character as weak and not what anybody would consider manly. I read more into it. Yeah. I read that he intentionally went for a woman he couldn't have, so he couldn't have. I, that may have been where they originally were going to go with the storyline, was yeah. that Niles would eventually, during the course of the show, come out as gay. And his love for Daphne would be shown as, as you know, not really what he thought it was. But I, I'm guessing at the time the network chickened out and said, "No, I think you're right. let's They're just like, go ahead what? and just have him get this, the girl." Yeah. And yeah, so I, I would agree. Then I also thought they were thinking spinoff too, which yeah. they later shit can. Yeah. So here's my next one: Gilligan's Island. Now, imagine yeah. how interesting Gilligan's Island would have been if the Skipper and Gilligan were a loving, committed couple. They were, weren't they? And what if, like, Thurston Howell III uh-huh. was a hip-hop mogul instead of some old country club white guy? Wouldn't that be incredible? But the thing is, Gilligan's Island wouldn't work now because, you know, cell phones and satellite imagery is like, oh, yeah. yeah. You'd just be like, oh, we got these people over here. We know about them. Yeah. Where are we going to go get them? Yeah. We saw them on satellite image. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, a three-way with Ginger, Marianne, and the professor. Yeah. You know, yeah. That could have made Gilligan's Island a whole lot more fun. I, there should be a reboot of Gilligan's Island where yeah. they have a, a whole lot more reality. Here's a good one. Okay. Sex in the City. Wow. And that wasn't really that long ago. That was early 2000s. Here's the secret about Sex in the City. 
it was written and developed and almost came to air as a show about young gay men in New York City. At the that last would, second, the network chickened. Yes. Doesn't that make total sense now when you think about the show? They were supposed to be young gay men. Well, the Kim Cattrall character would have been older. But that's the way the show would have worked. But the network chickened and said, nope, make them all women. Make them all straight women. Wow. Isn't that what a missed opportunity? Imagine how interesting Sex in the City would have been if they had been young gay men. Yeah. And all the problems they have, all the difficulties, all the triumphs, all the cultural. Oh, it it would have been an amazing show. And instead, it just turned into something that women watched to watch other women talk about how horny they were and want to get laid. Well, yeah. Boring. Yeah, no, you know what? That show makes complete sense now when it's set up like that. Like yeah. it's it needs to be rebooted at the way it was intended. Yeah. And not yeah. Okay. Here's this would be a fun one. The Brady Bunch. Mr. Brady and Mrs. Brady should not have been the same ethnicity. Yeah. And they should have been swingers. And yeah, and their children should have been a real mix. We should have we should have had some handicapped or autistic children in there. Yep. Um, Alice, the housekeeper, could be transitioning from male to female or vice versa. Yeah, because she was um, probably a little bit masculine, maybe, anyhow. Yeah, that, that was a weird thing about Alice, the housekeepers. They wrote her as kind of a, a butch character, mm-hmm. yet they couldn't commit to that, so they had to have her in this with romance with Sam the Butcher that was going nowhere and never would go anywhere. Yeah. So then it was safe to have Alice as. You know, Sam the Butcher was the same guy that was Sam the uh, the drugstore owner on Petticoat Junction. And I Sam think it was on, Sam on uh, Green Acres. Green Acres. Yeah. Sam Drucker. Yeah, Sam Drucker. Now imagine this in the remake. Alice in the Brady Bunch is played by Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> and she has a total no shit attitude. Is like, yeah, Mr. Brady, get your shit together. I ain't taking your horse crap no more, and get your kids in line. Wouldn't that be fun? You know, I caught I caught that, that little so much fun. beating off the other day. <laughs> and then we could explore, like, you know, the mixed family. The yeah. boys and the girls, they're not related. Yeah. They could have sex with each other. They're not They're not related in any kind of means. That's they right. could get married to each other. Greg, Marsha, <laughs> break sense. it up. Yeah. Break it up, Greg. That Gordon. would be some awesome storylines. Good imagine. Uh, next is Saved by the Bell. Oh, man. What a useless pile of crap that was. Yeah. But, you know, you had the one guy that the who was, you know, supposedly Hispanic, even though any references to his culture was just merely for laugh lines or, or story And that was all it was. Yeah. Yeah, he was the uh, token Hispanic character. Yeah. And what is his name? He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't watch a lot of the show, but pretty much it was, it was young, attractive white people in high school who never get into any, any kind of, like, anything like serious trouble. Yeah. And that would have been so much more fun with a diverse cast. Yeah. Okay, Married with Children. Imagine if if Al and Peggy was Al and Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Reggie, come here. Did you shave your legs with my razor? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so then they picture, get into a fist fight. 
So picture Al Bundy sitting on his couch and married to Reggie Bundy, his oversexed husband, who constantly wants to have sex with him, but Al doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> How hilarious would that have would been? Would he still be a shoe salesman? Why not? Why yeah, not? why not? Why not? It'd be good fodder. Yeah, and yeah. then have them li- living next door to, I'd say, an Iraqi out. couple who are Muslim. Yeah, and Reggie, instead of the the white couple next door. Reggie was a football player that blew his knee out. Yeah, and he's constantly talking about his football career. His glory days. Then, yeah. Yeah, and then the owl's always rolling his eyes. Yeah. Oh, here comes another football story. Whereas Peggy Bundy was always, you know, push pushing her boobs out and shaking yeah. her butt. Reggie Bundy could like be flexing his arms and yeah. you know, patting his abs or Look whatever. Look at these pythons here, Ed. Imagine how interesting that show would have been. What was his real name? Al. Ed was his real name. Yeah. Uh, okay, Al. Yeah. Yeah, look at this, Al. Oh, yeah. 100%, 100% fucking steel. Yeah. <laughs> so, married with children. It should have been a same sex couple. I, really think they, I think they can't do that quick enough. Mm. <laughs> uh, family ties. Oh, man. That was Michael J. Fox, Meredith Baxter Burney. Um, I can't remember the male actor who played the dad. But anyway. But yet again, another completely white, suburban, uh, successful family. Nobody had any kind of gender issues. Nobody had any kind of racial issues. They never had anything along the lines of, like, religion issues. or anything. It was all just money. You know, the dad worked for a nonprofit, and the son was all about capitalism. And that pretty much drove most of the storylines. But they completely missed all these opportunities to, if they just diversified up the cast a little bit, you could have gotten so much more fun stuff. You know, I mean, the execs are missing this right here as yeah. a chance to reboot some of these classics. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it would get enough of the old listeners and definitely the new ones. Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. Or, or watchers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now this one I think would be great. They watch. Oh. Okay, I want to hear your spin on this. Yeah. Okay. Typical Baywatch is the slow motion scenes of the girls running across the beach and the boobs are going up and down in slow motion. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Cut to the the remake of Baywatch. And it's dudes running across the beach in banana hammocks to go save somebody. <laughs> and the other dude lifeguards are watching his package go up and down in slow motion. Oh, and they can make some like little titles <laughs> about it and stuff. If it was okay to show the boobs in slow motion in the 80s, they got to be willing to show the guy's package bouncing up and down in slow motion in the 2020s. It's only fair. So make Baywatch all about you know gender neutral or gender fluid people. Right now you just made half of the people happy and half the people mad with yeah. that one comment. <laughs> See in the original Baywatch, you know the guy would rescue the girl and they'd hook up, or the girl would rescue the guy and they'd hook up. Yeah. But in gen- in general gender fluid remake of Baywatch, no matter who's drowning and who saves them, they're all just going to hook up at some point because <laughs> nobody cares. See, wouldn't that just be a fun show? Yeah, it would. Yeah. 
of course, after, you know, they could call it Baywatch, and then the spinoff would be STD Watch. (laughs) 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 All right, here's the one, the last one that's going to be most difficult of all to figure out. King of Queens. Wow. The only thing I can come up with is make it Queen of Queens. So, like a large woman that is yeah. uh, married to take the Kevin the James character. Yeah, take the Kevin James character and make that a woman. And instead of calling her, you know, Kevin James was the king is she of queens. A UPS driver too. Yeah, yeah. So she'd be the queen of queens. And then her husband is like this little, you know, mewling weakling, like like the husband on Maud. Oh you yeah, know, yeah. He was always sobbing in the corner, and she yeah. never let him put pants on. And he was always. Don't hurt me, Maude. Yeah, he could be weak and you know, a little. But on the other hand, the way the show is now, you know, Leah Romini's character dominates him completely. So yeah, wouldn't yeah. it be fair for the husband to be this overbearing, dominating, browbeating abuser? Yeah, because the way she is King in the original Queens, show, Kevin James knew that he went above his level getting mm-hmm. her, so he kept in line. So in the reboot. It's 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 a woman being the driver, and she's fat and pudgy and clumsy and not all that bright. And she's married to a guy who in, who is as attractive as Leah Romini is in real life. And he would treat her like a piece of garbage who's lucky to have him and insult him. Yeah. See, that wouldn't be funny. It's funny when a woman insults a man and treats him like a child. Yeah. It's been happening since Sonny and Cher and long before. But when you flip the gender and the woman is being treated the way she was treating the man just 10 minutes ago, uh-huh. suddenly it's not funny anymore. So it's probably going to have to be a same-sex couple. So that way one could dominate and berate the other and there's no ickiness about you know toxic masculinity because they can both be women. Okay. Or let's say the lead character, Queen of Queens, is a woman. And then her wife is is like a Demi, Demi Lovato type, and it a them physically female yet identifies as nothing. So that would be safe to have her be the cruel dominating one, because then it's not you know That's icky right. man picking on a poor weak woman anymore. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So King yeah. of Queens could get difficult. It's going to be difficult to keep it a comedy because the show's premise relies on the man gets humiliated and beaten down by everybody in his life, yeah. specifically by the women in his life. There's no way to flip that gender around and still have a viable comedy, because when you flip right. it around, no one finds that funny anymore. You're right. Which is weird, because if it's wrong when a man does it, isn't it wrong when a woman does it too? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what it means to be equal under the law. You know, if your political party can't do it, then mine shouldn't be able to do it. If yeah, that ethnicity be, yeah. can't do it, then neither can that ethnicity do it. If it's wrong for one, isn't it wrong for everybody? I would agree. Or do we have different rules based on, you know, oh, well, your group was mistreated in the past, okay, so here, now you get to get away with these. Here's what it is. Everybody wants to If that's the case, rules. let's write them down so we figure out, and we know what's, what's exactly. what. Exactly. You know? I just want to follow rules the rules. Because everybody envisions their... Um, let me think here. Everyone envisions their plight as the one that is uh, being uh, hassled constantly and well, yeah, that's a very that's a very human condition. Is you know the things that bug me bug me way more than the things that bug exactly, you bug you. Yeah, 
it's because you only know your own perspective. And they're the ones that are constantly being persecuted, too, in their own mind. Yeah. They're the ones where they are exactly, oh, my God, again. And people who've never been persecuted in their lives will claim to be victims. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's human nature. It is. Because if the littlest thing goes wrong in their plight, all of a sudden it's like, oh, here we go again. But then they don't look at it someone else. They won't look at it from another point mm-hmm. of view and go, well, you know what? My thing, look what just happened. Yeah. That can be ignored because, you know what I mean? Well, it's a behavior that's rewarded, you know? Like exactly. Dad comes home at the end of the day and there's something wrong and he yells at the kids and five out of the six kids fall down crying and say, oh, it's not my fault, I don't know, I don't know. One kid stands up for himself. That's the one that dad's going to hit. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a learned behavior if you just give up and claim to be a victim and you weren't responsible and it was that way when I got here, chances are the anger's going to pass over you and go somewhere else. Exactly. It, it works, but it's not always the best choice. No, it rarely is it the best choice, yeah. but like you said, it's a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Ever since you're a child, it's like, don't be the one, the tough guy in it, because yeah. you're going to get smacked. Yeah, yeah. If you stand up, you're going to get knocked down. If you stay down, you just, you know, you're not going to get knocked down. You might get walked down. over then, just, uh, yeah. just walk over you yeah. and get to the one standing up. Boy, and that didn't hurt. Well, yeah, okay, it's, well, it's let's sad. see about this. It's sad to see anybody embracing victimhood. You know, oh, I'm helpless. All my life. I enjoy being helpless. Including the family situation that I was talking about. Um, I've always been around people that always enjoyed being the victim. Mm -hmm. And I hate it. I detest it. It's such a cop-out. It's such bullshit. Yeah. And I wonder about like the 12-step program that Alcoholics Anonymous Anonymous uses, where they, they have you acknowledge a higher power than yourself, and then surrender your will to that higher power because you admit that you can't or powerless over your urge to drink or whatever. But that's where I run into the problem of, so you're basically saying it's not my fault, I have no power over it, and I can't do anything about it ever, 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 so I just have to give it to somebody else to take care of it That's the way I've always taken it from what I've understood is, is like, I just can't do this myself. And, and really, that's what they tell people. If you could do this by yourself, you would have done it by now. So yeah, you do they, need the help. Would they have anything going on if it wasn't for that? No. See, that, that, there's a difference between I need help with this versus it's all yours, I'm out, you take over. Yeah, you're right. I'm okay with saying I need help with this. But I'm not okay saying, here, here's all of my problems. I'm not even going to think about it. Now you take care of me, exactly. deal with it for me. You live my life for me and tell me what to do. I can't do that. I won't, well, I can. I won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 